Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Monday edition, it is officially Super Bowl week. Brady Quinn is in studios, and thankfully he got here. A little bit of an issue on his flight over from Florida, but we will discuss that in another edition of the FSR IR. People complaining about the Pro Bowl. What the hell was that at the Coliseum? The Bengals. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals are here, and the latest on the Brian Flores controversy. All that is yours. Coming up next here, two pros and a cup but Joe on a Monday, Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Rock, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh. Bass finger. Uh. Bass finger. <laughs> bass finger. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is that, Lamar? The bass finger? <laughs> yeah. What you're listening to right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bass uh, finger. Or Berto's version yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guns up. Bass fingers. Um, bass it fingers. Is, uh, two bass pros fingers. and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Monday morning. Welcome in into Super Bowl week. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Uh, we've got uh, Brady Quinn, the star of Big Noon Kickoff, uh, live and in the flesh. <laughs> I'm here. I, I made yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I made here. it. I almost did not make it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this story. Too. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a juicy one for the uh, FSR IR, but it is uh, Super Bowl week, uh, and, and I figure we'll just throw this out there. Is it do we give a crap at all anymore about whatever media night is? Because now the Bengals are flying out, what, after media night yeah. because of yeah. the COVID restrictions. Like, is it even a big deal anymore because it's all done on Zoom? Like, who cares? I, I think the hard thing is, like, the funny stuff isn't going to happen anymore. Like, all of the different acts and people who dress up in their uniforms and stuff like getting to character to yeah. do their interviews. You won't have any Marshawn Lynch uh, situations take place where somebody becomes a superstar off of the way they interview. I mean, and, and plus, it's a little different. Everybody's got a mask on, so like if you you know dress up as uh, like Count Chocula, and all of a sudden you got an N95 <laughs> on, it mm. kind of throws the whole costume off. You know what I mean? That's Wait, so the mask of the costume isn't enough? You have to wear an N95. Is that other? Well, I'm just saying, like if you want to be safe about this, that's I mean, COVID is real. You know, yeah, like that's saying. you know. What if they have a mask I mean, on though? I'll be real. Some of those costumes, like for Halloween. It's way more restricted than N95 masks. That's a good point. I'd have yeah. to agree. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. go gas mask and just do it up. But all right. So so there it is. <laughs> uh, that'll conclude our coverage for Super Bowl 56 here on Fox Sports Radio uh, for this segment. Uh, all right. So let's... Uh, Let's talk about the Pro Bowl uh, or whatever the hell that was uh, yesterday. A lot of people complaining, uh, very fired up about the lack of intensity at a Pro Bowl uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, mm. It wasn't like the entire week wasn't intense. We'll get an Alvin Kamara at some point. But the uh, the Pro Bowl, uh, mm. <laughs> just, you know. He got a little intense. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. How is he playing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he just, so apparently, uh, and, and I, I've been trying to find details. He beat the hell out of somebody and then. Uh, they were like, all right, well, he's already on the way to the stadium, so we'll just let him play, and then we'll arrest him afterwards. Like, Maybe the police handled it like the game, where it was like more like two-hand yeah, like, touch. You know, they just I, I don't know. like, yeah, <laughs> nope, not. You're having to wait till after the game? It, it's, it's, it's a little How strange. How does that happen, I don't man? Know. <laughs> you have broken the law, I don't and know. you are going to jail. We're going to book you, but... 
we're going to allow you to play yeah, in right. this game yeah, first. Like, hey, I you mean, know. was he a degenerate gambler? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't explanation. know. Like, it, it very, very strange. But, um, you know, maybe we'll get some more details on that. But I, I just don't understand what people want. It's it's not even an exhibition because preseason is an exhibition. But it's like, if it's not the real thing, everybody complains about it. Like, I like preseason football. I'm good with it. Uh, the Pro Bowl, it, it's, it's what it is. What's no, the complaining here, for? Here's the issue. There's nothing on the line. There's nothing on the line. In preseason, you at least get a thought for a lot of the guys that nowadays we're watching. They're actually playing for the job. And there's a lot of back-end roster guys who are playing for the job. There's intrigue there, right? You get to see a little bit of the future of potentially your team, some of the young stars. We don't get that in the Pro Bowl. We don't get really much of anything, yeah, really. It's a bummer. You, you really you go into a thinking. I pray to God no one gets hurt. Like that's the only thing I, I think of when I watch it. Yeah, I don't think anybody. When I actually hurt in watch that game. it, yeah. You know, when I watch it compared to, I guess when I played in it, I I went out there and I wanted to do something. Like I said before, first off, I wanted to win MVP of the game because I wanted to get the truck. That that was. I wanted to get that that caddy truck. So that was one thing. Two, if you won, you actually made a couple dollars because you spent it all on flying family family and putting them up. So it's like I think you used to get like 15,000 or something like that to go 15,000 something like that. And then if you won the game, you got 15,000 on top of that. Did you, you guys 30. lose money because it was so expensive to yeah. go to Hawaii back then? Yeah. That's incredible. Like, yeah. What an honor. By the way, uh, you owe us $5,000. Yeah. Yes, Don't man. be a first-year guy, right? Like, if Brady Quinn comes walking up to, to the bar at the pool in Hunt, where were we? Well, I don't that The Iolani is where we stayed. Um, and you came walking up to the bar. They would introduce you. They would say your accolades. And and then everybody would cheers to this being your first time. And then they'd <laughs> say, this one's it. on you, right? But then you start to realize this one's on you really is that entire session of drinking <laughs> is on you. <laughs> and then the one thing, the running joke that, that first-timers would get was, oh, we're going out later on, da-da-da, this, that, okay, word, you got to go get your clothes, right? All right, we're going to go to Waikiki, da-da-da-da-da-da. What room number in? Because I'm going to come meet you up there. I'm going to come get you, da-da-da, this, that, another. You tell them your room number, this, that, another. You don't think nothing of it. You get to the end of the week, and you get your bill, and your bill is something like the craziest bill, like <laughs> like 10, 15 Gs your bill is, right? You're like, I'm, you're like this how this happened. And you start to realize that vets got your room and they were putting all their room service on your room. True story. That's a move. Rookie move. Um, Rookie move. So so then, so the NFL wouldn't give you, like they wouldn't throw you some uh, free airline, uh, like free flights or anything like that for family members. They would just pay your way and you had to figure out the rest. They paid your way. They paid your way. What a pain I think it plus one. Thinking plus one. Yeah, so if you want to bring a group of people, then then you're you're, pr- yeah, you're losing money. How cheap. You're paying. Yeah. Freaking NFL. But yeah, I, I'll tell you. I, I, you know what? I bet they won't even pay for the Rams to come to the Super Bowl. I bet they won't. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh-huh. not, not even an Uber or anything no, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. Bummer for the no, Rams. No, no gas <laughs> per diem. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> cheap ass. I will yeah. say this, though. <laughs> Back then, Free you, sanitizer, though, you did want to outdo the other team. But but to a certain degree, 
Like, if I saw, like, for me, there were a lot of guys I didn't get an opportunity to see during the regular season, and I wanted to feel it. Like, the first time I ever played against Corey Dillon was in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So, I see Corey Dillon running the ball. I'm like, I want to feel what that feels like. So, I run up on him. Oh, it's a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) It was was what I expected it to be. Maybe Um, even a little bit more. And be honest, uh, how many guys are hungover at the game? I don't know that they're hungover. But there is a lot of fun still that tr- t- there's yeah, still say, there's that. still a lot of fun that takes place. Like there's a lot of celebrities that were there. Like you go up to like I remember I went up to Joey Porter's room one time. You you guys remember I got five on it by the loonies. Yeah, yeah. I got five on it. Right, yeah, right. The, yeah, totally. So I go walk. I, I go because everybody had multiple rooms. You had one where you were at, where the team stayed and the oh, family God. stayed, and then you had one oh, downtown in Waikiki <laughs> oh, and that, or two or three where where your family was staying, of course. Uh some of them. Um better up. So I went <laughs> I remember going to the room one time. And JP gave me the room to come to at the one hotel. I come walk. First of all, before I got to the room, it was I got five on it for real. Like coming from under the door in the hallway, and you get to the room, and and the room opens up, and it was kind of like your story of of Ice Cube. <laughs> You go walking in and you dapping everybody up, but yeah. you can't even really see who they are. It's like, what up, what up, what up? Because they had a fog machine? Yeah. <laughs> it is a fog yeah. machine. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, I just can recall it being super fun, the people you met. That's the first time I met Lawrence Taylor. Um, there's a couple guys. That's the first time I met John Elway and hung out with John Elway. That's why when we were talking about, you know, the right, whole so thing. Th- this this could be applicable now. Was he drunk yeah. at that moment? <laughs> <laughs> he was not sober. I will say that. He was not sober. But um, there was some really good calamari that, that you we were eating and, and just sitting there on the strip watching the, the beach. But, I mean, it was competitive, but it wasn't. It wasn't an all-out game. Like they had us doing special teams and all that stuff. It was. It was not an all-out game. Code word. But yeah. calamari. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> That's a lot of calamari. Well, well done, buddy. Breaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, breaded. Well, well done. Uh, lots of dip, dipping sauce. Sure was. No, you, so, no utensils you needed. That right. Flew over our heads, didn't you? You thought I that mean, was like, yeah. oh, it, it is three eleven. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no utensils needed. No, yeah. no, no. You don't need utensils yeah. for calamari. That's finger food. Oh gosh. Anyway, so. The way compared to this one, it, it's kind of like the one thing I will say is they were having fun. That's that's what I will say. Yeah. At least they they look to be having a ton of fun, and can, and so can I just say this? I feel like now the events more about the fans. It's like not about the players the really receiving like how awesome of a recognition it is, but also so they're being treated like yeah. this is really an award or it should be for all those players who've played at that level, voted in whatever. And and I know it's not really that anymore anyway, because so many guys end up kind of opting out of it. Yeah. But that's why I feel like the differences too is when, when players used to go out, it was like, man, like that's all people cared about. I, t- I, I told Jonas this story. I never, I've still never been to Hawaii because the only, re- I was going to save it because if I made a pro bowl, I was my first trip. My first experience, mm-hmm. because that's what it was, mm-hmm. and now it's just too damn far away from where I live. But <laughs> that was the only yeah. reason why I, I've never gone to the Super Bowl. 
because if I was going to the Super Bowl, I got to be playing in it. Right. I still have yet to go to a Super Bowl. I did that for NCAA NCAA championship. I finally went went to see one. I went to see the year Cam played. Yeah. Um, God, that but, was a, what, a, what a year that, for him. That was a great year. Dude, uh, he had no one on his team. <laughs> They, they they beat Oregon that year. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty cool game, but um, yeah. But I, I, that's my whole thing. I, I wasn't going to Waikiki if I wasn't playing in that so, game. So how do you fix it? Because people are like, oh, they got to do something about this. This game is uh, it's it's not what it used to be. Is there a solution? Is there a fix? Because I mean, other than what you throw a, f- a few more dollars on the line, you throw like do some. I mean, at, at some point you just well, the NFL accept- doesn't have any money to spare. No, it, it, no, no yeah, well, they can listen, never do that. They you know, can with, never. Well, do that. with those legal fees skyrocketing, it seems uh, you know they've got to take care of everything else. I, I just don't. I don't know what the other than just acknowledging this is what it is, man. It's it's a little bit cheese ball time. It's a little bit corny. Some of the uh, the the you know the the tug of wars, the dodgeball crap beforehand. Like it, it, it has yeah. to be an amount. Of, I mean, think about it. Like, what's more important? Let's say you incentivized every player. This will never happen. A million bucks a man if you win. Imagine if that was They're what you get play. if you win. Oh yeah, they're going to play. So you, now I think they'd play, but I, I'm a little bit concerned, wondering if. Yeah, but what happens if they got hurt for it? Well, that's but that's the thing. You the whole thing. That's the whole thing is your health. Everybody knows it. Everybody talks about it. It's it's very clear. Do not hurt me. Like, like, do not hurt each other. Do not get hurt. Sean Taylor must have missed that meeting. Well, right? punters didn't kickers. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's that's a toss that's up. That's way it goes. That's a toss up. He didn't do that to to a receiver or to a running back or a quarterback. It was a it, it was a punter. It know? sounds crazy. Though. I think if you incentivize them that much, and by the way, you that's only make it winner gets it, loser gets nothing. Mm. If you incentivize it that way. I think you get guys to play because honestly, it would be enough too where they'd say, you know what? I don't know what the insurance policy would be for that in the case I got an injury, but there'd be enough guys who would say, I'll pay the premium for the insurance policy, go out there and play, and try, try to make myself a million, million bucks. Yeah. But but how many guys make it? Yeah, that would be. Is uh, it forty five? I don't know. Uh, it's not a full like roster, is it? Because no. you got to, everybody's got to do special, special teams. teams. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So you'd you'd have to be able to set aside if you're the NFL a year. And there's no way they can make this back because the rights to it aren't you know valuable enough, like forty five million, forty million dollars, whatever you want to put aside for it. I mean, for the for the for the actual treasure, the the purse, if you will. You could justify it through TV because yeah, people would watch it. Did they pay enough for the rights for that though? No, I don't think they pay enough for the rights of it. But I do think that it would be something that you could add to the portfolio of what your TV deal would be in its entirety, that it is That's a competitive one way, right? game. I, I mean, I, I would think that would be the only way that you could do it. And and to ensure people would watch, just make sure uh, Romo's not on the call. Sorry, I thought my mic was off. I'm sorry. I apologize. A little technical difficulties here to start Super Bowl week. It happens. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. All right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, an interesting move made by one team in the NFL. We'll tell you what's behind it right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, I got five on this one. See, I'm riding high. Ho-ho. <laughs> we got, got yuck mouth. I got Cinco on it. Right, Roberto? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> got that Drew down on. Yeah. <laughs> Is that racist? Yeah. 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 
How's that racist? Uh-huh. Are right. we are we going to talk about a- this race at the, at the Coliseum? <laughs> All right, let's just get it out of the way. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here. Do, do I have the trend Radio. lately? Because can I be honest? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch any of it. Okay, <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll be real. Can I ask questions though? Well, about you, it? you were traveling, uh, in, well, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's so, a, yeah, a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, you were traveling, so um, and we are going to get to this uh, this story of the NFL. Uh, a team made an interesting move, but uh, what the hell was behind the? Uh, look, I get we want to put on a show and they want to put a NASCAR race on in the Coliseum. I get it, and you know, Ice Cube was there, and you had all these cool. uh, celebrities and all Great. that. But, I mean, did they go over four miles an hour? Like, it looked like I mean, bumper cars. In all seriousness, it, it. I mean, I just saw some shots of it. I didn't watch it all. It looked like a little toy car set. That, yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. The the electric joint where you yeah. squeeze the yeah. the the gun. Boom, boom, I mean, boom, boom. <laughs> you remember that? It actually went faster. Those yeah. went faster than the cars were going <laughs> they, in this race. They did. Uh, it just looked like they were just parading the cars did, around did for Did they laps. show the top speed? Or average speed? I don't even, I mean, listen, we've got one NASCAR into, let's go live to our, I know more about guys that drive around and make nothing but left turns, insiders lead to laugh for the latest, Lee? I believe, I believe it was in about the uh, upper 60s. No. What? I no. Mean, Brady just did 108. I was going to say, I, I literally drove faster on the way here easily. So what's the point? Just to put it in a stadium, watch him uh, drive around in circles? I mean, I mean, I mean, what, I mean what, what's their average speed during the season? Like 205? Yeah. On the bigger tracks, about 205. Yeah. But Jesus. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so so we basically just watched, uh, what? Them parade around. 405 yeah. North, <laughs> yeah, 101. They just I mean, paraded around. It's, it's there were that. no banks, nothing. It was just a, a straight... <laughs> Flat track. Not even that. Right? Yeah, it's a flat track. I mean, look, uh, I mean, the presentation was fantastic. Oh, I mean, Fox did a dynamite job, an absolutely uh, phenomenal job. It's just like, I don't don't understand. It would have been better watching people run around that track. Yeah, I agree. On God, it would have been better to watch people run. Run or even a horse race, or I even mean, a look, horse race, it, and that would have been probably been safer than Santa Anita. <laughs> that is, that, that's oh, a fair no. point. Yeah, that is, that oh, is a no. fair point. Yeah, there's, uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah what? The, the, the most I mean, the most frequent vehicle at Santa Anita is the corners man. I'm uh, just saying, look, I, I've watched, look, I learned about Traveler, <laughs> which is the Southern Cow's little horse thingamajig that runs out on the field right at yeah. the beginning of the games. I, I learned about that. Leinart taught me about that. I've seen that horse poop on the field. <laughs> I, I never in the two times I've been there other times I've never seen it drop dead. So I think there's a good chance yeah. oh, no. this is a safer environment in the Coliseum than Santa Anita. I'm just yeah, throwing that yeah, out there. I mean, listen, if you, can, if, if you can race horses around a Santa Anita, I think you should be able to race them around the, the track. It would have looked better than, I, uh, I think than what the Personally, they was. should have set up squid games. Oh. And, and had a live viewing of Squid Games. <laughs> what the hell is Squid the Games? What is that? Oh, uh, you like don't this. watch TV. I'm usually watching film, like all 22s and yeah. stuff like that. Except, except yeah. they didn't die but, uh, if they fell or if they, you know, didn't I'll, make I'll be it. honest. You should break it down. Like, go-karts go about that, that pace. That, it would yeah. have probably been better to have go-karts racing. I, I got to be honest. I would have been more entertained to watch professional drivers driving in go-karts. go-karts. 
that would have been pretty 100%. cool. Hundred percent. I mean, if we're watching people play video games, I mean, let's let's up the ante a little bit here. You know what I mean? Like, and and first yeah. of all, or why don't we just do this? You you bring back uh, Lance Armstrong and those guys and just say, hey, we know we were pretty hard on you guys. Yeah. Everybody, gas up. Let's get on the bikes and let's do this. I mean, just those guys on the gas. I mean, yeah. let, let let's yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, juiced out of their gills and just have them, you know, race around in circles at uh, at the Coliseum. Let's do it. I mean, if we're if we're gonna put NASCAR on at a Coliseum, why not? Is, is again, there is there the presentation big, was fantastic. Is there a big NASCAR contingent in Southern California? Yeah. Yes. There is? Yeah, yeah it's lead the lap. Race. There's a big... <laughs> yeah, he's right there. Lead the lap. There's yeah, a big race in Fontana. I, I've Where? been. Yeah. I've been in Fontana. Where? Fontana. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like Fontana. it's like an hour away from. Sounds here. like a yeah, soft drink. Yeah, it's it a is. nice track. <laughs> sounds like a like a oh, soft drink. Yeah, sounds like a soft. It was drink. a Come nice on, experience. Come on, Roberto. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Isn't, it a, isn't Fanta an actual soft yeah, drink? Yeah, Fanta. Yeah. Fanta. What do you say? Fanta. Fantana. Fantana. Fanta. Fanta. And what are you saying, Lavar? Fontana. It's not that far off, right? Fantana. Fantana. Yeah. Just Fantana. Yeah, that's what I said. NASCAR. NASCAR, NASCAR say, over there in Fantana. Fantana. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, uh, that's so, a look. big track. That's a big track, though. Like, when oh. they go around, it sounds like, you know what? It sounds like an airport. The Coliseum, that track, though, it made all the other tracks feel better about themselves. Oh, you know? easily. Oh, 100%. Because how small it is. Easily. Yeah. You know. But, you know, hey, again, the presentation was phenomenal. Uh, the job, I mean, the uh, production. Well, those I mean, I can't those banks yeah. are almost straight down. Yeah. On, on the bigger tracks, there was no there was no type of elevation at all on that track in the Coliseum. Yeah. None. It's like, like it's just just drive around. It was like a parade. Yeah, uh, it's like you parade it, the cars around for like whatever laps. It, they were just sitting laps. waving at people. It was like uh, Days of Thunder at an elementary school. Just what didn't work. Not enough room. You know what I mean? And again, uh, but the presentation was phenomenal. What they so should have done. What they should have done? Well, I guess it's not. I'm not going to call you out, Jonas. Uh, I mean, if, if, uh, if that's what you were waiting for, no, you, I, th- yeah. I just I think I thought the presentation was. You know, great. this goes really back to the conversation Lavar we had during the break about Jonas. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's help. that guy. Fine. He needs help. Well, that's oh, oh, oh! Yeah. I put my mask on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. What about this? Stop! Yeah. I saw. Okay. I already saw you go. Right, it's uh, two pros and a cup <laughs> of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Ox here on FSR. Coming up next, yep. we are going to get into. You got caught on your own. Was that Jonas? What? Call waiting, yeah. You know, a little call waiting. Uh, all right, so uh, coming up that next, uh, right in we, your throat, we huh? are going to get into a uh, uh, this is a just a football story uh, that's going to uh, bring a lot of people together. Somebody should be very, very proud of themselves. We will have that for you here, uh, coming up about 12 minutes from now on FSR. So, the Miami Dolphins have a head football coach, uh, it is Mike McDaniel, the former offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 38 years old. Uh, he gets hired by Miami. Uh, reports say it's a four-year contract, whatever that means, the way the NFL and uh, the coaching uh, works. But uh, Mike McDaniel's there. I would assume this is to get the most out of Tua Tagovailoa. This is the let's find a guy who's had success building an offense uh, around uh, you know Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the Debo Samuel role I think turns into Jalen Waddle now, sure, so that's yeah. a, that's a good one. But uh, you know Mike McDaniel gets hired and he's uh, the Dolphins' new uh, head coach there. Brady, your neck of the woods. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I'd say is there is a thought around the league like he's one of those bright young offensive minds. Uh, he comes from that that Shanahan tree, which. When you look back to the Washington football team, now the Commanders, formerly not that name. I'm not going to say it that, Lamar. Mm, nice. <laughs> There's four head coaches off that 2012 staff. 
between Shanahan, Lafleur, Lafleur, yeah. uh, McVeigh, and then now now Mike McDaniel. No, no S by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. But, uh, no, I think I think the thoughts this look when you're hiring, especially if you're Chris Greer, you're Stephen Ross. You already moved on from Brian Flores because the thought was he wasn't on board with two in the first place, or at least that was coming out of the firing. What it was about, supposedly. Yeah. It seems pretty apparent, based on how he treated Tua over the two years he was with him, that he wasn't on board with him as far as being the guy or didn't have much faith in him. So your next guy, since you've already made this move, you're Chris Greer, and you're putting you know, your reputation, your career on the line for him, you better bring in a guy who thinks, yeah, I can get the most out of this player. So it has to do with that, I think, to a degree, and maybe what wasn't happening with Brian Flores. Uh, but outside of that, like I don't know that there was many people who were looking at this opportunity as an attractive opportunity. Let's let's be real. Very similar to the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trent Baalke and how that whole thing's gone out. And I know Doug Peterson's now there now, but it took him a while to get there because I think a lot of candidates looked at it and said, I don't want to be forced to work with a general manager that I don't have any experience working with. There's no background between these two. And that usually sets up for a disaster or a power struggle once adversity hits. Here, here's what questions pop up into my mind after this hire is, is it more so about on-field or is it more so about structure? Because to me, I still think when I look at a team like the Dolphins, they need structure. They they need a cultural structure and, and a cultural identity. Can can Mike McDaniel bring that structure? Can he bring that to the table having not had the experience as a head guy? I think that that's the one thing that jumped out at me when they made the hires. Like, okay, the first thing that you conventional wisdom brings you to conclusion-wise is they did this for the offense, so that means that they're probably trying to salvage what they have with Tua. But – to me, I think that there is ultimately a bigger situation that has to be addressed with the Dolphins. And if you don't have a coach that has the ability to be able to come in and and address that, then just coaching Tua and just coaching your offense kind of – it's like it could be – I don't know. It could be possible that it's counterproductive right? even if you seem to have some short-term success with with him being there. It, it sounds like they're going to do that too, where Josh Boyer is going to remain as defensive coordinator. At least that's the early rumors. And if they do, it would be just what you're talking about. A la kind of a Sean McVay, Wade Phillips, when he first you know got the job with the LA Rams. It sounds like that's what they're going to do, which I, I think to your point, it, it's going to be interesting to see if it works out. One of the things in South Florida they've always talked about and one of the issues with Ross is, besides the fact he's not there, is there's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many people reporting to Ross, telling him what the issues are. And that's where you know you wonder to Lavar's point structurally, if that if hiring Mike McDaniel is what they feel is the best way to go about doing it, because now you've got a guy who's already been there as mm-hmm. a defensive mind. You're bringing in an offensive mind head coach. They're kind of both talking up to the general manager, who then you know speaks for both, I guess, to the head coach. Maybe they feel like structure wise that works for them. I just I'm, I mean, who 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 was the alternative in this case? I mean, in all uh, seriousness, Ellen Moore. I mean, so you're looking at two young offensive minds yeah. that have never been a head coach before. And I, and I wonder, because the league is always trendy, right, is, does this have to do anything with Zach Taylor and a guy who had never been a head coach before, never even called plays 
before he got the head coaching job at Cincinnati. And now we're seeing them with a quarterback who, granted, they got, you know, a year after he'd been there, but play for the chance to win a Super Bowl. And everyone's trying to find that. But would you would you say that Marvin Lewis did a, a very commendable job of structurally putting that organization together? I mean, when I talk to TJ, TJ says nothing but glowingly uh, kind of responses to what Marvin Lewis implemented once he came into Cincinnati. I don't know that that exists. I don't know that that Miami. structure and that situation exists in Miami. It, it probably doesn't to a degree. And I think, I, look, I think there there was some of that with Marvin, obviously, but there also was a transition. I mean, they're they're going to operate the way they're going to operate because you know they're a family run organization. Indeed. So th- there, there's going to be some similarities, but I do think you know when Zach got there, he put his stamp on it too, and he changed some things. And I think they had to, but. To your point, I think that's the toughest thing is you'd have to go back to when Wayne Huizinga on the team, <laughs> when you're probably looking at the success that they ultimately had, um, being one in which you felt like they had some sort of culture. You know, now it seems like it's more about, to be honest with you, it's more about making money. Mm. I mean, that stadium, the way they put in different events, you want to talk about a race. I think they've had like a Grand Prix or Formula race like down there around that. I mean, there's plans for it. Mm. Tennis events, all that, concerts. I mean, they, they are doing everything they can to generate revenue mm-hmm. out of that stadium. And it seems like that's more what their goal is at this point. I mean, the good thing is that the Jets are still in their division. So at least, uh, you know, a couple wins a year. They're not going to go winless. So, I mean, that's a good. And look, even if they do lose games, reportedly, they'll throw you like a hundred grand. Can <laughs> you believe that? Whoa. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I like that. Just the coach, you, you, Yeah, yeah. you, you got to be careful though if you uh, if you accept it, right? Because yeah, then if yeah. you yeah, because then you might then have you're to, a part of it. That's a good right. point. And then if yeah. you want to jump into a class action lawsuit, that's a good point. That may come back to yeah. get you. Has that come point. out if there if it was ever a check issued or cash? Uh, no, because generally when the when the briefcase came out for you know the <laughs> if you got to the quarterback or if yeah. you got to the running back and they weren't able to continue on in the game, you know straight that. Cash, homie. Straight cash. Yeah. That's it was right. straight right. cash. Yeah, it's not, not uh, it yeah. is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, this is going to tie two things together. Football and booze. Mm. We'll tell you why next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler Lavar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler T.J. Hushmanzada and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, Lavar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now. Uh, very, very strange. Uh, a rumor has started to circulate in the NFL. We will get into all of it because there are layers to it. Uh, a lot of optics, a lot of PR stuff. Uh, we'll have that discussion for you right here on FSR. Right now, though, it is time for something we do every single weekday, and it's called this. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, the one and only Lee. That's right, you guys. Well, in case you missed it, the Knox News Sentinel. That's right, the Knox News, Knoxville News Sentinel. There we go. We did this before. According to their public records, Neyland Stadium generated over $2.6 million in alcohol sales over eight games this season, and about 20% of that came from a game we talked about. It was Lane Kiffin's return to Neyland Stadium. Damn right. (laughs) Damn right. They sold over 47,800 drinks for a total of over half a million dollars, about five. Hey, Lee, how many of those got thrown back on the field after the <laughs> yeah, game? What a a good amount, you know. You know, not, not too many were full, but some drinks were, were returned to the field, that's because for sure, it, along with golf balls. Because it's now become common that a lot of colleges are now selling booze. Like A lot yeah. of them didn't well, sell booze because they no, probably they realized. Didn't. The students uh, were getting a hold of them. Oh, yeah. The and then they realized the students were going to get a hold of them yeah. regardless. They may as well make right. some money on it. Right. And uh, Well, I mean, look, you get after it. Uh, they were pissed off what? about Lane Kiffin's return. Who Why plays not? a golf ball to a game? They Where, did. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you hide it? Th- thank you for that, Lamar. In your pants. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> they're not as. They're yeah. not. As, I mean, college games. They're not as. Uh, they're not on. Yeah, they're not a, as big as che- on security. And all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They're not, not patting you down. I mean, all right. My so, lover so, balls. So, so if that's yes. the case, then you would imagine that those kids probably snuck in like a flask, probably something else. So the fact that they I still can assure ran up this you, belt, kids have snuck in a flask. Yeah, because you can't. My buddies. Belt. My buddies used to go grab like once the game started. Especially when a bunch of them are come up, we can only get so many tickets. My buddies will go grab someone who used to wear like those almost construction kind of vest things. Oh, they'd go grab it. They'd stand there like an usher and be waving people in. They, student, they didn't care once the game started. Section, you you <laughs> get don't student don't they have lying. like certain area that's like free for student entry or student yeah. section? Yeah. So and that's why people camp out. They don't check you. You go. They literally they open them gates and they fill up the student section like in a matter of minutes, filled up. So they're not checking. They're running. They're running to where they're going. So you could run in with anything. I, I would assume <laughs> your buddy dresses up like an usher and yeah. starts waving people in. No lie. Unbelievable. Uh, man, that Jake is really something, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's done it before. He's, he's maybe done it a couple uh, times. Ah, huh. oh, man, we love the meat wagon. Uh, all right, uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, we started the show talking about the Pro Bowl. Well, apparently there's an unofficial record that's held by Rondé Barber. Uh, according to D'Angelo Hall, every year they held, held a Mai Tai competition. Basically, the idea was who could drink the most Mai Tais in a single day. Well, Rondé Barber apparently has the record at 42. How, 42 I mean, I'm just Mai-tais? trying to think of what day and how could you have kept count. Is there a day you don't practice at the Pro Bowl? I mean, actually, let me just rephrase it this way. Is there a day you do practice at the Pro Bowl? All right, so practices were like glorified walkthroughs. They were. But I'm trying to think. Because you would practice on the property. So you would walk out, 
do your walkthrough, get out of there. So I'm, I, I guess you really did have enough time, but you would have had to have spent time with Rondé the entire day. I, so I guess they're defensive backs. They're both DBs. So I guess that might have been a DB thing. They, they were together all day because I can't think of any time that I would have been together with someone all day enough for us to make that count. That's a lot, man. 42 that's, my I mean, time. that's got to be like – Alcohol poisoning, right? Yeah, you got to be. And like that much sugar uh, mixed in with all that, there's no way he's not barfing at the end of that. I mean, I will say it's gotten easier for me to do doubles of tequila. (laughs) And when you start thinking about it, like – like this last Friday night, if I'm like doing the the, the math correctly, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Yeah, I just said no. This is great because stop. that's that's one of those deals when your doctors uh, ask, when they ask you when you go in for a physical. How many drinks a week do you have? Yeah, and I'm like not many. Yeah, and right? you start adding I it up. Drink, <laughs> I really only drink on Fridays. Fridays and Saturdays I really can't because I'm always driving kids around everywhere. I'm a, a an adult Uber driver for all my kids, but. Friday, I'll get about five in. I'll get about five or six but in. But here's the thing is when you get older, you don't count doubles as two drinks. You count them as, as one. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. I count to three when I pour. One, two, three. So it might be a triple. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a triple. Uh, I call BS on this. 42, I don't think that's possible. That's a lot. He had to drink at possible. practice. If they practice, that's had what to I'm have. saying. Like, where was the window? He had it like in his water bottle. bottle? Yeah. <laughs> like, where a, was a the Mai Tai <laughs> in a water bottle? Like, where that's was the press. window that he was going to pull that's, this off? That's literally thirsty. Okay, let, let's uh, let's ask the question then, uh, Lee. What could you get close to drinking 42 of, alcohol-wise? All right, not and don't include beer. That you could get close to. But could you drink 42 beers? Mai Tais would you go down yeah. pretty easy. Well, first off, I, I could tell you the time. Had the Packers won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers this year, oh. he could have drank 42 of anything. Oh, 100%. Oh, Nick, 100%. Nick Lachey's, absolutely. There you go. Uh, Rober- Roberto, uh, you can't include beer. What could you get close to drinking 42 of, booze-wise? Uh, Margs? Margaritas, probably. Yeah. yeah. 42. 42? Yeah. Oof. How many you, you get? Are about eight hours? Eight hours stretch? Yeah. Eight out forty-two and eight hours? Yeah. Jesus. Eight hours. Yeah. That's a lot 42. of time. That's how that guy turned into what he turned into on weekend at Bernie's. What is that? that? Six, <laughs> right, six, six drinks? Yeah. Kinda. An hour. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 